That's a good one. I like that. That is amazing. Oh my god, that is amazing! Broadcasting from Essex, it's 28th of December, and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $26,645. Oh, I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair that. messiah, Joe Mehmet, who stepped all over my professional introduction uh, this week. I uh, can tell you've clearly been missing me and you've been bored out your skull over Christmas. How are you doing, Joe? I'm really well, mate. How about you? I'm brilliant. I'm, uh, I'm really good. I am a little bit um, bored, uh, as I can tell that you are, because obviously this lockdown has hit us hard this week, being in Tier 4, having the badge of honour, which is Tier 4, and being the most contagious place in the world. Um, I'm going to celebrate that, um, because as we all know, it's complete and utter bogus junk well, data. Oh, well, listen, look, I've been going taking my dogs out three times a day, so, you know, it yeah. doesn't... Don't do my shopping, so it's it's, it's all cool. Right? It hasn't really affected me that much. I mean, I kind of find it. What I really find annoying, right, is the restrictions. Really, if anything, but mm. it, apart from that, it doesn't really bother me at all. Ah, okay. Well, I'm glad it doesn't bother you, Joe. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I've, I've Sorry. had a family that are just slowly pulling their hair out simply because they cannot get to see uh, their granddad, their grandma, uh, their uncles, their nieces, their nephews. Do you know what I mean? The cousins. Um, you know, I think I think this is an extremely damaging um, thing. Uh, which Boris and Co did last week, um, based on literally zero data, because you know my, you know my, um, you know my theory about it. No one's getting tested over Christmas anyway, because everyone's going to be, you know, having fun, enjoying themselves, eating Christmas dinner, opening presents, and so no one's going to go and get tested. So therefore, the numbers of positive cases and number number of people hospitalised with COVID over this time would basically go down because no one was getting tested, right? So the government preempted it and said. Oh, let's lock everyone down so that when the numbers naturally begin to fall, we can say hooray for us! It was down to the lockdown, everyone. Congratulations! But, that, I, I, but I was reading a, a, a case has gone up though. That this sort of new variant of um, COVID is <laughs> going up. Yeah, based on based on what again? Based on right? I looked at the data yesterday. It said that they did thirty five thousand tests on Christmas Day. <laughs> Who's getting tested? On Christmas Day, tell me, who's getting tested on Christmas Day, Joe? It wasn't me, that's for sure. That's um, I don't know, mate. I, Guess how many people got tested on New Year's on Christmas Eve? Yeah, thirty-five thousand. That's a coincidence. The same amount of people got tested on Christmas. I would have thought everyone on Christmas Eve would have been doing their last-minute shopping, getting those last-minute presents, making sure the turkey was stuffed. But there is a lot of people out there who are single, Aaron. You know, they're, they're not really bothered about Christmas, maybe as as much as you are, I suppose. Or you well, know, you know, so I'm, not they doing? Humbug. I'm not saying they're humbugs, but um, so so going out and getting tested is entertainment, then. So they're all going out and getting tested yeah, for something worried, to do. They're worried. You know, they've got they've got um, issues, they're concerned, and they, they maybe care. So they thought, right, you know, I'm going to get tested before. Um, you know, I don't, want to, I don't want to infect someone. That's what it's going to do. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, I'm think, just I think, saying. I think, I think unless, unless you have symptoms, you need to stop getting tested because you are just perpetuating this lie um, of, you know, asymptomatic carry. I don't, you know, I'm not an expert. Uh, I don't want to be controversial. But I think people are still believing this asymptomatic carry is a thing whereas the data doesn't back that up. Um, and as you know from a previous life, I was a fraud analyst, um, you know, in my previous career. <laughs> you were career. conspiracies. It was conspiracies. No, it's not a conspiracy when they're actually telling you what's going on. You know, it's like the Great Reset. You know, you've got people saying that that's a conspiracy. It's like, how's it a conspiracy? They're actually telling you what they're doing. I, listen, so, I think, I'm not sort of saying governments, but uh, the media, all forms of um, communication, right? they telling us what to do, how to live, how to drink, how to sleep for the last 20 years anyway. I mean, can you no. imagine, right? Someone's made a career out of, out of telling us how to sleep properly, getting good night's sleep. 
I mean, seriously, someone's actually made a career out of that. So what does it tell you about society? That they have to, that they need someone to tell them how to sleep. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Well, I just think, you know, the Great Reset is going to be born from inflation. And this is why I'm trying to write an article on the Go Salon website at the moment about inflation and that it's an invisible tax um, that affects the hair and beauty industry a lot more than it affects any other industry from the simple point of view that we are a time based uh, service and we are not uh, uh, selling VAT a physical product. VAT, VAT no inflation. 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 I mean, VAT is another, you know, a dodgy um, subject matter that you know for some reason hairdressers and um, beauty professionals are exposed to when they shouldn't be. Uh, and I am trying to make the case against VAT uh, in our industry in a in a blog post. I mean, it's it's a little bit. You know, it's a little bit complex because it's a subject matter which has been on my radar for about eight years since I was at the MH Fed um, because all barbershops and, and hairdressers were saying, how is it fair? I'm paying VAT and that the shop next door isn't paying VAT. Well, They're listening. in direct competition with me. And I'm uh, like, uh, yeah, no, I understand that. Uh, but when you actually do a deep dive into what VAT is, why it was introduced and the history of it, it's quite revealing. Well, see, the, the thing is, right, I, 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 I totally agree with you. That the, the, the problem I find with VAT in our industry is that ever since I was self-employed, which is about 86, I believe, mm. and my very first wage packet, at the time I was on 60-40, and, you know, I got my commission and they took away, I think it was about 15% or 70%. Mm. What I understood, right, and no one explained to my accountant, uh, who was a great accountant, uh, even, you know, my accountant now, right, even the Hairdressers Federation, which I was signed up to as well, couldn't explain to me why I have to pay VAT. Even my boss at the time couldn't explain to me why I have to. They just said, you have to pay, because he pays it, so he had to take it out of my wages. So I, you accept it, right? But there, no one has ever given me, in the last 40 years, a really good reason why I ah, have to. Well, there you go. So that's what I'm determined to do <clears throat> well, good luck, uh, over good the luck next few good weeks. Luck. I'm good. trying to put an article together to illustrate the case against VAT. I, know, I agree with you. I agree because with you. It, but but uh, when you do a bit of research and you realise that value-added tax is essentially a consumption tax, uh, but essentially it's it, it was put on... St- Things that you could claim VAT back on, right? On a product, for example. Say I bought a pair of scissors and I had to pay VAT on those scissors. At the end of the year, I could claim back 20% VAT on those scissors. My question is, if a salon is claiming 20% on the service I provided, as in a haircut, is the salon claiming back that 20%? Or is it just a ruse to take an extra 20% out of my pay packet? That's all. From a freelance hairdresser's perspective, that's all I'm, I want to know. Because if, I if I they're don't allowed th- to claim back VAT on my service, then why am I, why am I not allowed to claim As, as a salon owner, um, yeah, so we, we never claim back VAT on, on the commission that we, um, we pay that to our so to our sort of hairdressers, right? But don't forget, our self, they weren't self-employed, they were contracted. The way we worked that, right, they weren't self-employed, they didn't work on a commission. We actually saw, like, um, contracted amount, right? So they gave us the invoice. So mm. by them giving me an invoice, I actually paid them that, and they dealt with the taxes themselves. That is the way you sort of do it. If, 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 a, if a hairdresser is self-employed, Right, but you're still paying the salary. Technically speaking, they're still employed, or they, st- they have as much rights as an employed hairdresser. So way, the way I worked it right is that they they sort their own taxes out, their own affairs out, and they actually send me the invoice hmm. end of the month, and they get paid a day or so later. Sure. So they kept so they kept the track, they kept the a record and track of everything they did, hmm. and then because we agreed to a commission fee. And then so sure, and then they took the VAT out of that as well. Okay, yeah. Okay, so 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 that's that's fine. That's all well and good. But if I'm a hairdresser, Mm -hmm. I'm already paying twenty percent income tax. I'm already paying. Is it six percent national insurance? So you so you only have a forty thousand pounds a year, Aaron. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you have to pay tax when you earn over thirteen thousand pounds a year. Twenty percent, is it? Twenty percent over thirteen thousand, right? Yeah, and it, obviously, we know. I thought it was much higher than that. Sorry, I don't know. Well. No, no, no. Well, look, you're a high net worth individual hairdresser, and you're you're in the VAT bracket, no doubt, throughout your entire career as an individual. Yeah. yeah. But talking about the humble hairdresser whose average salary is twenty thousand pounds a year. Um, as a self-employed um, salon hairdresser, essentially I'm paying a 45% tax for earning £20,000 a year. Yeah, basically speaking, yeah. Basically yeah. speaking. Yeah. So all I'm trying to do is really make the case for hairdressers keeping a little bit more of what they're earning when it but- comes to tax, when it comes to VAT. And obviously we've got this other... Um, elephant in the room, which is the inflation tax, which is something else that we can touch on, which is the idea that every single year you put your prices up with inflation, that inflation never adds wages into your pocket. It only ever covers the increased costs on electricity, on product, on this, on that. I would dis- I'll slightly disagree on that because if, if you're self-employed again, right, you, you, mm. you're contracted you, or contracted to the salon, right, you can set mm. your own prices. See, see it's, if all the staff are employed by the salon, mm. okay, then the, the, the price is controlled by the salon owner. Now, if yeah. I were, you're working for me uh, or as, a, as a self-employed uh, freelancer, yeah. you can actually sell and say, Joe, I'm going to charge 150 pounds for a haircut today. I said, yeah. okay, Aaron, you do that, mate. All the better for me because the more you charge, the more I will get. Yes. Okay. So that is inflation proof, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They've been in charge of your own prices, but obviously right. a lot of people have to be competitive with the town that they're working in, right? So they're going to be charging 30, 40, 50 pounds per haircut. And when you're essentially exposed to a 40% tax on that service, which once again, isn't something that you can consume. It's not something you can buy and then use and then destroy. No. You know, it's a time-based service, like going to the cinema. Yes. You know, you don't then, they don't then have to throw away that film uh, and buy a new one to show the next group of people, uh, you know, that come into the cinema afterwards. So I'm trying to conflate the two of salon not being in a retail bucket when it comes to VAT, but being in the more entertainment bucket when it comes to VAT. Anyway, these are all things that I'm trying to piece together in this article. I'm not finished the article yet, but I would love to know other salon owners um, that have issues with VAT. I would love to know any accountants out there that are listening to this to, to really try and give me the, the VAT for dummies explanation as to why hairdressers have to pay this because you tell me all the time that chefs don't have to pay it that artists don't that have to pay it well are we an artist no we're not or are we a service provider oh, you know, I, I don't know anymore it just seems that we're in that bucket when it suits the government well, and then we're, we're in this bucket over here when it suits the government well, we're, we're and, in the retail and, bracket for a start right so we're in the retail bracket okay yeah yeah okay. but why I, I have no idea i mean it's, it's something that i'll, I'll keep asking myself I think I know why, because if you look at every hairdresser selling shop front, they're selling products. So they're they're a retail outlet. So they've got to be a retailer. Ah, okay. So if we stop selling products in the salon, we won't be exposed to VAT. I don't think so. I, I think if you, I think if a hairdresser salon right was to actually literally provide a service, mm. come in, do your hair, walk out, then I think there's a good argument. To actually not pay VAT. So, the- so that is my argument. That is my argument. So the fact that we're not selling products and we're still exposed to VAT means that we are exposed to this time-based that we, that uh, we have to VAT get the tax. Don't you, which- you think that we have to get the government to to recategorize our uh, industry. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Well, let's refer back to the Chop the Vat petition that was, you know, um, that was a complete, you know, it, there yeah. was lots of people on Facebook sharing this thing. Uh, you can go to petition.parliament.uk forward slash petitions five five. Four four seven zero, and you can see it with your own eyes. Um, I can put a link in the show notes as well. Um, to date, um, the idea was to reduce VAT to 5% for the hair and beauty industry in line with hospitality, right? Uh, 
Yeah. Well, it garnered 15,000 signatures. Um, and obviously, um, the government uh, responded by saying, you know, basically, uh, the government has announced a significant support package to help businesses affected by COVID-19. While there are no plans to extend the scope of the reduced rate, we keep all taxes under review. Which is interesting because obviously, if we was in the services provider or the, um, you know, we would have benefited from the eat out to help out scheme, which obviously allowed restaurants not to, you know, allowed restaurants to not pass on twenty percent VAT on their products, which is the food that they serve, right, and the drinks that they serve. That is a physical product. That is why they are charged twenty percent VAT on on those things, right, because once you eat that cheese toasty that you bought from the shop, you know, they've got to make another one. Do you know what I mean? That's what yeah. value-added tax is supposed to be there for. It's supposed to be this consumption tax. Um, but when we look at leaving the EU, our government will be in charge That's of right. reviewing these VAT That's laws. Right. So I That's think right. now more than ever... It's so important for somebody to bang the drum about this because now our government for so many years have said our hands are tied because it's the EU that set VAT rates in this country. And, and, of and course, a, lot, a lot of people don't realise that, though. A yeah. load of, I didn't realise that. Right. I never realised yeah. that. And if okay. I didn't realise that, I'm pretty sure 99% of the, our industry don't realise that. No, exactly. So when yeah. we leave Europe on the 31st of December in three days' time, now we can campaign against the government to, you know, what did they say? Chop Keep the bat. all new taxes under review. So now the government don't have an excuse of saying this is down to the EU. They set our VAT laws for us. Uh, we can now campaign against the government. So come on, Joe, who's with me? Hooray. Hey, I'll be who's with me? I, I, Are you I, with me? I, I completely agree with what you're saying, Rob. The, that the only thing that I find... It's all like conflicting the whole thing, right? Is that I, I believe the industry should change its category. It should be, we should be in the, the health and beauty sector. We should be in the health health and well-being sector. We shouldn't be in the retail sector. I really don't understand why we're in the retail sector. So I'm doing a haircut. Mm. I'm selling a haircut. I'm selling my services. I'm selling my, that's individually. I'm not selling to a nation. I'm saying to one-on-one. -on -one. So we're yeah. literally on one-on-one -on -one experiences. Yeah. It's like an artist, like a film star, like a pop star, all right? Mm. They, 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 we, I'm not saying we're artists because my clients think I'm an artist. Mm. My my peers think I'm an artist because, well, I work at these. I myself, I don't think I'm an artist. I provide a service. Until we get our, our industry in a proper category, because if you actually look at the, during the lockdown, right, people talked about well-being, healthcare, mental, all these, all the things that we're a, we're a great asset to the communities about, right? Yeah. If we're just a retail, we're not an asset, as you can understand, right? The, the, yeah. the, we're non-essential now. So our, our level of um, categories is, is, is being dumped down. I mean, we're, first we're in retail, now we, we're non-essential. What's going to be the next stage? <laughs> Completely well, insignificant. Yeah, but, but that's yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. It seems right. to it seems uh, to work in uh, the uh, government's favour to put us in this bucket for that thing, uh, yeah. and then not put us in that bucket for the other thing when I'm we try and claim it, yeah. it back. I, I think to, for, to get the VAT re re um, re um, revisited or re sort of restructured, right? You have to mm. change a category first. That's yes, a, that's right. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know what that's, I mean? that's what I'm suggesting. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm suggesting. Yeah, exactly. I think that's where the, that's where the campaign should be. Really. Yeah. So, so do you know what the VAT rate is for health? I don't think there is any. I don't think. I don't think there Correct. is. Correct. There's, there's Correct. Yeah, right. Zero percent VAT health health on exactly. health and well-being. Exactly. Right. And obviously, you know that on um, food and products and things like that, the um, VAT rate is obviously 20%. We know that. So once again, if we can explain this 
um, false, this false dichotomy between, hang on, how comes we're in the VAT bucket today, but then we're not in the VAT bucket when it comes to reclaiming that VAT? Joe, I can't, I can only hazard a guess to think how many tens of thousands of pounds you and your business have paid in VAT over a 30, 40 year career. Well, oh, listen, <laughs> I, I'm. Uh, every month, well, every, every quarterly, we ask the source saying, why? Why do I have to pay this? All right, you can claim something with back, right? But you're mm. still paying. But also, don't forget, right, it's a sign of your, of your, um, of your business. If you pay X amount of VAT every, uh, every quarter, sure, you, you're doing quite well, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? So look at me, I'm doing really well. I could, afford, I could afford to pay £65,000 a, a quarter. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, yeah, how- no, no, no. Yeah, but for sure. But that that cost is going on to the customers, isn't it? it so, you know, the customers are having to pay that cost. Well, again, this is again, this is how you you, you saw like keeping up inflation as well, right? Because you have to put your prices up all mm. the time. All the, now, if you saw put up by sort of ten percent, the product yeah. might, the product might go up by what two percent, three percent? Sure. Uh, Right, so sure you, that inflation, inflation yeah. would, it would mean it would go up, you know, five to ten percent. Right, so so you put your prices up, you know, ahead of ahead of the curve, right? So yeah. again, this is where most sellers, I think, are scared of of charging a lot more than what they should do because it, it is it, it is quite interesting how some hairdressers are scared of charging more. More than what they think they're valued at, because I myself, I think I'm I'm worth X amount of money. It, mm. I'd rather do nothing than do a haircut um, for for less than what I think I'm worth. Right? Sure. You, you know what I mean. Whereas some sure. people think they'd rather do something than do nothing. Now, yeah. You know what I mean. And that's where I think hairdressers should, because cost of living goes up every year, as you quite rightly saw stated with the inflation. So everything goes up. So why does a hairdresser feel they're scared to put up their prices from, say, £40 to £50 or £50 mm. to £75 or £75 to £100? Because yeah. I, I, I believe towns like, say, let's take Tunbridge Wells, for example, a very wealthy okay. town, right? A well wealthy mm. town. T- why should a hairdresser there charge £250 for a haircut like they do in central London? When, mm. when the, the amount of wealth in Tunbridge Wells is just as high as, say, in uh, Mayfair, or um, well, it, I mean that's based on the demographic, isn't yeah, it? Because it, they they can charge that because the customers can afford it. it right? you, know, you know what I mean? Because you're central London, if, if you're coming into an area where oh, I could afford to sp- spend money here, but if yeah. you but Tunbridge Wells, that's where they live. <laughs> but my point is, my point is by putting that burden onto your customers, as, you know, it's not enriching the hairdresser. And it's yeah. not enriching the salon. That is another tax that is having an adverse impact on our industry, which is going straight out the door. And then the government's doing whatever the hell the government's doing with it. Probably funding the the college system, which is falling apart. Uh, you know, the wheel. So that. that's, that's, that's that. another that's that. another like indirect you yeah. know consequence of the government collecting yeah. all this tax money from yeah. from from the salon industry. Yeah. But hey, let me let me give you an equivalent. I've just gone through like the government website uh, guidance rates of VAT on different goods. Now remember the differential. We are a time based service and not selling a product that can be destroyed or thrown away or consumed. We're a time-based service. Guess what? Uh, So if I was a financial service or did a financial consultation, that's a time-based service, Joe. And say you come in to sit in the office in the bank with me for an hour. So then, Joe, what account's right for you or what product is right for you? Guess how much VAT goes on that time-based service done by the bank? Tell me. It's exempt. There's no VAT. That bank is selling a product via someone's time, and there's no VAT on that. So so why why the hairdresser being... Well, the, the, the industry is being victimised. Well, not victimised. Because being... nobody in our industry, for some, and this goes back to governing bodies of 70 years that don't represent us. They're not governing bodies. Nobody they're just, they're professional has bodies. 
nobody has illustrated it, Joe. Nobody has illustrated it to A, the industry, to say, guys, aren't you upset about this? This seems a little bit unfair. And nobody's illustrated it to the government to say, if you remove this ridiculous tax, you probably end up get, getting more t- income tax from us all because we'd all be able to do more work because our customers would have probably have a little bit more disposable income. Well, no, but the their annual salary would go up as well, won't it? So, their annual salary would go up and therefore yeah. their income tax returns yeah, go, would go, go up. up. So yeah. I do think it, it really does come down to someone needs to step up. Someone needs to illustrate it to the it, people in the industry, to the actual government themselves, do the mathematic models which show if you was to do this, this would be the benefit and the there outcome. There you are, people. Aaron Dole for Prime Minister. For the Saviour of the hair <laughs> industry. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. No, that's right. No, you had to... I mean, as you know, right, I mean, my, my thought, like... Attitude yeah. towards uh, the government, well, not government, but the professional boys. It's just, I just have been there just faster. They're, they're, they're just on a gravy train anyway. So, mm. complete, yeah. complete waste of time. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, um, let's bring that chapter to a close. Um, that was really interesting, though, Joe. Thank <laughs> you for discussing that with me because I know, I know we do talk sometimes of complex kind of, you know, mathematical or, you know, industry issues. But I think that's the whole point of Salonomics, isn't it? You know, we have to understand what economics is because every single town in every single country, there is a hairdresser and a barbershop, right? right? Yeah. Um, And we are important parts of every community. And if there was one thing that we were taught by the pandemic is that people like to feel good. They like to look good. They like to feel good. So if we can at least argue that we should probably, like you say, be in the health and welfare category, guess what, Joe? VAT is then exempt exactly. on everything we and do in the salon. That that's my only gripe about the about, about all this, right? Is is that why are we in retail? Because you know, I just don't get it. I never got it and I never will understand it. Yeah. I, I just wish someone would tell me, look, not someone would tell me, but I just wish salon would take the responsibility sort of saying to all the product companies, saying, you know what, we don't need you. All right, because mm. if by actually getting rid of retail um, in in the in the, uh, in the in the industry, the industry could then restructure itself and go to a different type of strategy altogether into a completely different category and sort of say, like you said, we're in the health and well care well being sector, mm. so we'll be accepted from VAT. So we actually be much more profitable as a, as a, and more valuable to to the to the country to the everything around us. Because people will look at us very differently. It's like it's like mental health care nurses now. I mean, they do fantastic jobs, right? They, mm. You know, years ago, they, 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 you would have considered them, right? It, it's a difficult job. But now they're, part, they're, they're important. And hairdressers should be important to communities. And mm. not just, you know... But I'm saying, cut, cut the VAT, reward hairdressers, yeah. let them earn more for what they actually do. And society will be not only a more um, good-looking society, but they'll feel more confident and they'll feel better about themselves. Exactly, exactly. You know, the existential benefits of, you know, having uh, a strong salon and uh, and beauty industry, um, you know, I think it's the gift that keeps on giving. Anyway, let's move on. So this question... Uh, was sent in by David Baswoden, right? Cheers for the question, David. And he sent the question in uh, via Twitter, actually. So we're on Twitter, everyone. If you type in Salonomics, you'll find us on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on all those things, right? So please get in touch with us. Send us your questions, anything you want Joe to dive into. Anyway, so back to the question. So, Joe, David asks, how will a cashless society affect the salon of the future? Ooh, Discuss. Great question. Great question. I, I have talked about this with you. It, 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 it should actually make the salon more efficient for a start, okay? Okay, yeah. in what way? Um, well, can you imagine, so like um, having having a prepaid environment. So I, I was believed to have a sort of like a membership type of um, clientele. Where, okay, like subscription service. It, it, exactly. 
I, that's I, an internet model. So it's an internet model that is, you know, it's obviously. Well, it, it's not just internet, but it's also these sort of like clubs, you know, these gentleman clubs that people used to sort of go to, like a members yeah, club. Yeah, like a gym club. membership, yeah, right? Club, gym right? membership. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so again, right, you, you, you've got your. You got all your services from 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 your feet to your to your hair to, your, to everything in, in that salon, right? And mm. client pays upfront for a whole for the whole year, and she can have the services uh, whenever she feels like it. The more yeah. she uses, the cheaper it becomes. The less she uses, the more expensive it is. It's like a golf course. We know we were members like of a, a golf yeah, club. Golf, yeah, golf, yeah, golf membership. We, right? we, we play once a week. It's it's a hundred pounds around. We play every day. It's twenty pounds around, right? Gotcha. So it's that kind of. So when you have that type of environment, you don't really need to have any transactions with cash. And also, gotcha. And also, right? Can you imagine if you're a selling owner in a cashless um, environment? You can actually ah, you're pandemic proof. Yes, exactly. And also, you can actually go on holiday without having to worry about. <laughs> money coming in yeah, the salon it's, being closed because you've got a set amount that's guaranteed every single month and, and also right the, you know because the be- what's the best way of making money Aaron how are you going to become um, rich but when, when, when you're asleep when you make money when, when you're, you're asleep, asleep right exactly yeah right? and it's not it's not about getting rich is it it's about no. you know creating wealth right exactly when you're asleep that's the best way of making money right because you know nine to five you just you know, you you earn your money, but so so if you've got a pre um, prepaid type of environment, that money's working for you already. So it's twenty four seven. So in a cashless society, right? So money doesn't sleep. You actually saw sort of being part of that process as well. That's how I yeah. see. Yeah, and I suppose with those structured. Um, with those structured kind of payment systems, there's no nasty surprises, is there? So, no. you know, for example, and, this year with the pandemic, salons had to be closed. And there's another thing that there's another thing you could you will avoid paying as well. What VAT? Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Well, so yeah, that, is that right? Is that a fact? Well, I, so I if you had a subscription so. service, I would think so. Cause, cause, I, I would have to. I would have to that, check that, that with your that, accountant. Well, that that money would go to a different account, won't it? It won't go to your business account. It go to a different separate account, won't it? Right. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But it, is there VAT on a gym membership, Joe? I don't think there is. No. I don't think there is there, because there, it there comes no, in the there, health there, and well-being. There was no VAT on our golf membership, was there? Mm. I mean, at my golf club, I don't know about your golf club. I don't think so. I don't think, think, so. I don't think it was. So, again, right, you get everything up front. And, and also, quite, you can you imagine having... And you can uh, structure your business. You've got that peace of mind knowing that you've got X coming in this year, yeah, for because, example. Because we, we discuss about the future of hairdressing, right, in the, in the fact that you were sort of saying that there'd be more underground hairdressing services, which is which yeah. I agree with. But if you have a cashless sort of environment, where it's like a, a prepaid subscription service, right? So every staff you have will be will be employed. Okay. Mm. So you know they will earn an X amount of money. Yeah. Now the difficult part about it all right is that when they pay that for a year, that the hard part is to keep them renewing every year in, year out. Because sure. yeah, that yeah, it's it's just, they you actually work in those services, okay? Because yeah, but like you said, if it's a sliding scale and, you know, if they come in and the more times they come in, then the cheaper yeah. essentially they're getting each service for, then surely that is the driver for them to keep coming in. Of I course. mean, obviously, your skill sets and your standards and your service mustn't waver because obviously you need to manage your client expectations. Right. But, yeah. And, um, and, and I'm liking this know, idea. Go to subscription cashless, service hairdressers. Go, go to cashless, cashless um, salon as well, right? It's going to be prepaid anyway. So if you, you know, we go and get your haircut, you're going to prepay mm. that service anyway, right? So again, I'm going. In, I'm going to go in to go and get my haircut. I expect yeah. a most amazing result because I've already paid it. So my expectations much more higher. Do you think there will be a complacency? They can't afford um, to be. They can't afford to be. That's the difference. There was complacency beforehand, and the pandemic has proven that as well. Yeah. What, what the pandemic has done is brought out the, the, the complacency in salons. Wait, they still actually look at it at their own um, uh, faults. They'll blame it on COVID. It's a, sure. di- it's a diversion. But most hairdressers' salons and, and salon owners, the hairdressers, have been complacent for a long time. Yeah, yeah, listen, you know what else? 
um, is eliminated. So yeah, your your efficiency drive uh, yeah. will get eliminated. Um, the five minutes at the end of every service where the customer has to go to the reception. That's right. Um, pay on the credit card. More fees yep. coming out per, right. per transaction. Exactly. You imagine you imagine that beginning every year, uh, your customer pays for the year subscription on a direct debit standing order. Um, you know, maybe a once a year. If they're that rich, they're paying on a once a year basis. There's none of those two, three percent credit exactly. card fees every exactly. single time. Exactly. So, Banking you know, charge. So, yeah, everything's, everything's happy days, right? Oh, Joe, you know what we're doing here? We're actually creating content that could prove to be valuable for people. Well, we, look, we always sort of said it. We, we discussed it years ago. Actually, I had this idea when I first started Joe Carroll. I actually, that's mm. exactly what I wanted to do. Now, the, mm. the difficult part, right, was that you had to get everybody on board to, to, to think alike. And... You know, when when I had forty two staff, it was it was very difficult to to try and put put that in. But by the time I tried to get it put in, I I had to sort of like relinquish, relinquish my position. But um, but I have, I tried it with uh, Bert's Arcade. It, we we did have five clients who took up the option. And, sure. And um, you know, the the, the break it even point. How much? How much was that, Joe? That Can was, you remember what you yeah, were charged? Yeah, yeah, I was charging five thousand five hundred pounds. For wow, year. for for that's the year, and and what came with that? Well, they had free manicures, free hair color, free blow dry. As in, as in free, no cost, or as Everything. in just the they, number three? Every, every, no, no cost, right? Not so three they, a year. I mean, there was there was Julie, Denise. So complimentary Julie. manicure. No, no, it's all part of part of the thing. It's all part of the yeah, service. No, yeah, but yeah, but when you it say free, it was complimentary. Yeah, but when you say, sorry, when you say free, it wasn't free. Are you meaning? The it number after two. No, it wasn't free. Complimentary. It wasn't free. It was what they paid for up front. Gotcha. Yeah, right. Now, the great interesting thing about all this, right? Now, when you're dealing with clients, mm. okay, how many weeks of the year are people away, do you think? Four weeks a year, right? Everyone gets 20 no, days off. No, more, every man, employee more. gets 20 days off a week, uh, a every year, employee, right? Every, every employee does, right? Four weeks, four weeks. But clients, mm. if we're talking about clients who've got children, so you've, yeah. got, you've got 16 weeks of the year down to school holidays. Yeah. And I c- you can sort of like pinpoint it down, right? To most of the time, these clients are away, well, my clients were away about 10 weeks of the year. Okay, so, so so those ten weeks. So right. you're talking thirty six weeks of the year. They're actually going to be coming in. So that five right. and a half grand divided by thirty six weeks right. actually turns out to be you know over a hundred and fifty pounds a week. Exactly. So if they're only coming in once a week for a haircut, that's right. Um, you know, uh, that, yeah, like I say, it, if it, you had five people take you up on that and give you twenty five grand, I mean that's a pretty good start to the year, isn't it? it, it to go in January, look, I've already got twenty five grand. I only need to make you know seventy five to break even, and I I only got to make another hundred grand to like be in profit. Do you know how what I mean? So, and how many times did I tell you, Bert is arcade, right? By ten mm-hmm. o'clock, my rent was paid. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, that was one of the things that used to resonate with me when you used to say, you know, by the time September comes, for the rest of the year, I'm working for the man. Yeah, that's you right. Know? And I think when you illustrate it like that in terms of time, I think it's a much more powerful visual. It, it is. And and, and that's, a, that's a big bit. But hairdressers sometimes have this all like get away from the norm. That, I don't understand why they're scared or what they... They don't what they're um, fearful of to, to actually try something different because as hairdressers we always try to be innovative we always try to be creative mm. now the problem that I they got that I never had was that I never had outside influence to in, to make me do things you, you know I never had what do you mean by that well, outside you, influence from who you've got product companies you've got the internet you've got all these things to tell you do this do this do this to get new clients right i i never worried about that i, I you post- scoped it out yourself you yeah, used I, your own brain and you well, use concepts from other industries and you tried to introduce them into your well, your business well, I, I, I like technology as you know right but the 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 thing that a lot of people sort of seem to miss well they don't miss well they do miss yes it's right in front of them 
You know, how many times mm. have you heard that saying, what you want most right is right in front of you. It's that client. So if a salon, right, let, let's take uh, Auntie Ethel's in Peckham High Street, for example. Right. Right. And she's got... I know yeah, it well. Yeah, she's, she's, well. She's got six stations, right? She's got four hairdressers and she's got like a database of like, say, 300 clients. Okay. Yeah. Now, if those 300 clients, right, could be most valuable, more valuable to her than try to spend a lot for a lot of money trying to get two clients from two know, new clients new from clients. Tony and Guy or wherever. Whatever. Right, yeah. you know what I mean? So concentrate on those 200 clients and making their lives a lot more easy, a lot more pro- mm. uh, enjoyable, as yeah. in cashless, as in on time result everything that you can that is so yeah important. you're rolling out the red carpet for them right, right. everything uh, yeah and, and i suppose the atmosphere of the salon when you're on a more structured time span like that the atmosphere of the salon is going to be a let a lot less manic of course. because you're not constantly struggling to squeeze an extra haircut in or an extra color or an extra blow dry in between clients well, you don't and, have to you know, exactly. it's a bit maniacal, isn't it? Because you know you look I mean? up, you're looking after that one person, which is what you're looking after that, and you've got that whole focus generated towards them and how for many that times, entire time. And how many times have I said that? That's the most important mm. person in run, right in front of you is that. But and you met my staff many a times at Birds Dark Canyon you Slam Avenue. All mm. nice people because they will all be well looked after, and that's the and they were all calm. They were all relaxed. Yes. None of them were stressed. None of them were double booked. Exactly. Everything, everything, everything flowed really, and it, you know the 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 atmosphere was channeled really beautifully because it was very very calm in there. There was no stress. Exactly. Um, exactly. I wish I could say the same for the majority of salons out there. You know, we see on Saturdays. You know, salons can be extremely hectic, can't they? Exactly. We we, we discussed that before, right? Because there's the salon puts so much pressure on the hairdresser. That they actually forget what they're doing, and and I for once, um, you know, did care. I care about the, the staff. I care about the clients. I care about the environment. I care about, and you try and make it. You try and put a perfect balance in. And again, right? I, I think what we what I learned right was when when you start having your own business is 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 trust. Okay. Mm. You've got people that's going to be your front of house. You've got people so it could be your right hand man. You've got people who's going to be your lieutenant. All these kind of things. The the, the problem I had the very first holiday I ever had, right? It, mm. it, it was never the holiday that I wanted. It was completely. Uh, the phone kept ringing, 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 and um, and I thought, right, well, how do I change this for my next holiday? Because I only had one week a year off, right? Mm. And and I wanted it to be enjoyable, so. I had to literally make sure that when I went on holiday, the staff was completely um, preoccupied with just doing what they're supposed to do. And that's the yeah. So there was like a lot of pre-bookings for yeah. the week you went away, yeah. right? Yeah. And prepaid. So you, so and, did prepaid. You ever, and prepaid. And prepaid as well. So prepaid. you didn't have the stress of that's having right. to do banking exactly. while you weren't there. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah, that's really interesting. Did you ever consider closing the entire shop just to give you a stress-free no. week off? No. 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 I, I, listen. It, so, it, so how many times were you sipping pina coladas in Dubai <laughs> and getting frantic phone calls? <laughs> Every second, mate. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, so, every second. But that was the first. That, that was a one time only. That was a one time only. So when it, so I had one year to plan my next holiday, right? Yeah. And did I plan it really well? I planned mm. it really, really well. And so, since, is there? So, is there anything else that we can look at? In the future, I mean, I touched on the receptionist. No need for a receptionist if everything's prepaid. No need to have credit card fees and card machine fees um, in a cashless society. Um, Obviously, there's going to be no cash tips, though, Joe. So, well, see, this is it, right? How do you get around that? Because obviously, you know, probably a bit like waitressing, you know, a lot of hairdressers' income is probably topped up by by tips, right? Well, these days they are. In, um, in the future, I don't think so. I don't. No, no not at all. I mean, <laughs> but the, the interesting thing is, right? I find street, um, you know, these, um, these. I, I don't want to call them the homelessness people, right? Yeah, you know, so like, look, you know, so like, uh, with their um, big issue salesman. Yeah, they take they take credit card now. 
No way. They, they do. They do. They do. Seriously, they do. They well, they got us all zettled or PayPal these things like that. And I, no, well, you know, well, they're idiots. They well, shouldn't do that. Well, no, because people people could be people could be carrying less cash. They, they, mm. they, people could be carrying yeah, less cash in their pocket. But listen, mug is going to stop for a start. I, I mean, when I when we were last time someone got mugged <laughs> <laughs> for money. Right? No, they're just they're just muggy for your phone instead. Oh, they're muggy so for carjacking or things like know. that. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, and there's a lot. There's a lot of advantages for uh, a, a cashless salons. There really is. But if you if they're prepared for it now, start planning it. They get a lot more benefits out of it. Well, what do you? Well, what about the you know the cashless salon that circumvents having to you know. Pay VAT, for example. I mean, there'll be no how? getting away how? from VAT. How? how can you pay VAT? Well, that's what I mean. If you're to paying cash, I mean, you you can't tell me that there isn't salons out there that go under the radar when it comes to their, their oh, VAT. Look, cash, return, you just right? put under the till, I mean? don't you? Cash, you put under the till. <laughs> that's right. So in a cashless society, and if we don't successfully campaign to put us in a different bucket that doesn't, you know. Uh, end up with us paying extortionate amount of VAT, um, then a cashless society will mean our taxes will go up even more. So I think I think I've wonderfully uh, kind of circumnavigated all the way round to like you know making this the perfect show because we've kind of covered all of these things and they've all like kind of linked together, right? Yeah, exactly. Within the industry, without sort of diversity into other areas really, I suppose, as well. Yeah, so that's interesting. I think there's more legs in that. So, David, I hope that answers your question. You know, go to a subscription service to, you know, get a steady income stream so you're not having stress stressful times. I think isn't there another benefit of um, opening a private members club is you can't be shut down by a pandemic. That's right. That's right. Isn't that true? Uh, that's that's that. I don't think a lot of people know that, but I think during the... the you know, these crises. But then again, they shut gyms down, though, Joe. So though, that can't strictly be true, right? Well, that, that is true. But, but private, I don't know. Maybe but, we'll do a bit but, more research but, but, on but that. I mean, in, in the House of Commons, right, there's that private members' club that was with Barber still. Yeah, it? there is. Oh, I love referring it back to the old hypocrites of the politicians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can smoke and drink till the cows come home. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, no social distancing in Parliament. Yeah, yeah no know, social distancing in Parliament. I mean, That's we, right. You know, so... Smoke is bad for you, but we can smoke till the cows come home. Thank you very yes. much. Yes. <laughs> Thank you <Yes>. very much. <laughs> yeah, the double standards that are everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, um, let's um, move on then, Joe, um, to our weekly feature that we forgot to do last week, which is what has got on Joe's wick this week uh, on LinkedIn. What's got you go? Well, nothing at all because it's been because it's been Christmas, right? I, I kind of mm. laid off it. All right, I really, really? laid off it. Yeah, I did. I, I did a go. There was nothing at all that took your fancy on LinkedIn this week. Not really. I, there was there was there was one today which, which we touched about um, earlier. All right, on. explore. Let's explore it. But I don't want to mention. Don't names. name any names, though, no, Joe. No, no, you can't, no. But, you I, can't I, don't, I, don't, I, but I don't. But I don't want to talk about a subject either. All right, right, because it was because well because it is it's quite uh, I, I find the person quite naive, <laughs> <laughs> and, and really I find it really kind of like insulted to my industry. Right. Okay. It, um, and in 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 a sense that everybody thinks he's a really iconic image, but I think it's so stupid. Really, right. is so stupid. And I, and I and I warned you about this person a long, mm. long time ago. Oh, the people are going to be doing their detective work exactly. on LinkedIn now, they're Joe. Gonna, they're gonna, they're, I mean, it's very easy to do, guys. If you want to find out who Joe's talking about, then just go straight to Joe. They, they, they won't find him at all. They won't find him at all. <laughs> <laughs> right? They no, won't find the, him. Joe, Joe furiously deleting his last 10 posts on LinkedIn. But, no, but um, it, no, seriously, this person is so... Stupid, it really <laughs> is, and I just can't. Uh, I, 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 I don't. I actually. Well, we're going to come off the. We're going to come off the air in a minute, right? And I will tell you what uh, that person. 
No, well, I would like to give them a right to reply. No, you know, no, no, um, no, 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 no. All right, no, all right. No, maybe, no. maybe we should stay away from that. I think so. Um, okay, then, mate. Well, look, we're at fifty minutes already. Let's yeah. wrap. Begin to wrap this up. So, what are you doing this week? Well, my wife's really ill, so I just got to sort of like I take the dogs out for a walk now, and then I come home and that's it. I'll hopefully um, be be uh, watching football. Happy happy result the other day. So got me excited. Tottenham Fair off, enough. You know what I mean? So so yeah. Fair what about enough. you? That's what are you good. Doing? Uh, yeah, obviously everything's still up in the air. I think Boris's announcement is on the thirtieth. Oh, with the, about uh, whether the latest lockdown 3.0 has made any blind bit of difference to uh, things and, you know, whether we can actually start cutting hair again in the new year. So uh, there's not really much I can plan right now. However, right. I am beginning to get back into doing some go salon work. And, yeah, I've got some really interesting uh, updates to share with people on that. We completed this first smart retail wall at Coronado's and that has worked beautifully uh, uh, um, and can I say something Duffy we're on, yeah. on 30 we're in the this the chat room show as well aren't we oh yes yeah good point uh, no th- uh, I think they said the 31st so me and Joe are actually on another podcast called the Salon Chat Room um, and you can find that that is done by Kerry and Angeline Kerry Humphreys and Angeline Hayden yes uh, they got us on to talk about salon business and our life story and you know our journey through the industry but that was really fun wasn't it because it, was, it kind of was the germ it was the germ that made us do this podcast right. because we we was kind of there was a lot of banter throwing backwards and forwards it was, uh, and I, you started the show as, as per usual no I did not I <laughs> yes, did not did. Your, the, uh, the background your uh, background I know, the show. I, I would have listened to it because I haven't heard it since right I would have, I would have known right if you mentioned Bitcoin or go sign. Uh, no, I mentioned go sign. I don't you mention go sign. I don't know if you mentioned Bitcoin. That's no, what I don't believe I did. Um, but yeah, you can find that. That's on Salon Chat Room. If you go onto LinkedIn and type in Salon Chat Room, you will see that. That, I believe, is um, coming out on Thursday. So that's fun. I can't wait to listen back to it. To, 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 you know, to, just to just try and find out how many mistakes we, uh, you made um, <laughs> with your data. Um, but, um, but no, no, it's worth watching just for Joe's background. Joe's discovered like green screens and stuff like that, and um, and yeah, and if you want to meet uh, Joe's pugs in the flesh, I think they make an appearance as they, well. They so did, that's one, actually, they did, they did. They did. That's they one did. for the dog lovers. Um, yeah, I'm back to go salon. Um, I've got some really exciting news to share with you in the new year. I can't share it right now because it's uh, it's under the proviso that we're all allowed back to work. Um, but yeah, go salon um, makes retail easy. If you are interested in basically doing smart retail and having smart retail in your salon um you know then check out gosalon.uk and sign up for your namespace and and we can give you all the tools that will help you you know generate a a small commission on every product you sell so um you know we don't uh, we don't harvest anyone's data we don't sell your customers data we've got no interest in that we only make money when you make money so um and that's always been our philosophy at go salon so it's a no risk guarantee um so yeah go and check out gosalon.uk um salonomics on all the social media platforms if you want to ask joe a question or leave us any feedback um, please do but apart from that Joe um, yeah it's yeah. all over brilliant till then till next time alright then mate it's well you take me. care of yourself and I'll speak to you soon look forward to it mate cheers bye everybody bye, bye guys